more to this life. It has to be something more than me feeling empty or me just wanting more. There has to be something more. And, 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 and follow me, if you will. I, 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 I like these movies. It's hilarious to me. They're the Pirates of the Caribbean. And in the movie The Pirate of the Caribbean, Captain Jack Sparrow has a compass that doesn't point north. And so they talk about this pirate, say, you're not a good pirate. You don't even have a compass that points north, so how do you know where you're going to go? But the secret of the compass is that it does not necessarily point north, but it points to what you desire most. And when he has the compass that points to where he desires most, it gives him his heading. And so what he desires most guides him in his direction to finding. And as you know, pirate movies, they always looking for a treasure. The treasure that many of us are trying to discover is what's there. There has to be something more to my life. There has to be something that's going to make me feel, aha, I have cheated it. I've gained it. And, and I want you to understand that the treasure in life is you. So you should be trying to discover who you are. And in order for you to discover who you are, you too need a compass to give you direction. And Jesus is that compass. And Jesus will give you direction. And once you have your direction, you also will need a map to see where you are and to see where you need to go. So on this journey of discovery, you have to have a starting point and you need to have a destination. You can start right now in your life because since you're still living, obviously this journey is not over. There's still some things in my life that I'm trying to discover about me. I'm still trying to grow and say there has to be something more. I, I haven't come to the point where I have achieved everything that I would like to achieve because the real thing I want to achieve is that one day to see him in glory. But until that time, there's some things that I have to do while I'm still here on this earth. There's some issues I have to deal with. There's some, 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 some uh, personal issues, relationship issues, economic issues, uh, physical issues, health issues. There's so much that happens in life that we have to deal with. That's why we get a job and we want health insurance. Because you know there's going to be some times you got to deal with your doctor. And there's some times that we, you want to make sure you have a savings account because you might need to pull some money out through some emergency expenses. Uh, there's so much that happens in our lives that we have to realize I've got to prepare for to go on this journey. In the Gospel of Mark, third chapter, looking at verse 7 to 12, we're going to see that there's some people that go on a journey to find Jesus. They are seeking him for a lot of reasons. They've heard what he has done, and they've, they've seen what he has done, and so they come. In the Gospel of Mark, third chapter, seventh verse, it says, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Galilee followed. When they heard about all he was doing, many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea and the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. And because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him 
keep the people from crowding him. For he had healed many, so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the evil spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But he gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. In this text, you see that Jesus is trying to draw away with his disciples. But there's a large crowd that, from Galilee that's following him. And, and when people heard, it says that people came from Jordan, from Edomir, from Sidon. People came from all across the region. And if you look at the map, they did not come basically from East Peoria to Peoria. They were coming, say, from Cairo, Springfield. To see Jesus, not by car and transportation, but by foot. They knew where they were and they knew where Jesus was and said, that's where I want to be. In, in the journey of discovering yourself, you should be seeking to discover Jesus. As you're seeking to discover Jesus, you see where you are and you look to see where I want to be. I, I want to be where change is happening where people's lives are being changed, where, when people are growing in the knowledge of Jesus. I want to go and see where I see the lame be able to walk, the blind being able to see, the dumb being able to speak. I want to go to see the person that can bring death to life. You should be seeking Jesus because some of us right now are living in a dead life. And we don't want to live in this death no longer. Some of us in dead-end jobs. Looking to say, there's got to be something more than this job. I, I'm tired of being in this cubicle all my life. Or I want an office with a window. Or, or maybe I'm, I'm looking just to get out of this job and do my own business. Some of us are in a, a situation, in, maybe in college, you realize that you chose the wrong major. Uh, this is not going to take me where I want to be, so I'm going to have to maybe do a couple of more years and spend a little bit more money and some more time, but yet I know where I'm going. You see, when you are seeking to find who you are, you, you start discovering some things about you on that journey. These people are coming to see Jesus, and on this search of Jesus, they're going to discover some things. It says that they heard about him. All he was doing, all he was doing, there's so much that Jesus did that it can't be listed in all the gospel. But some of the stories have been given to us, and we know about how, how powerful Jesus is. I, I heard somebody say it like this, how when Jesus was at the wedding, and he, he told the water, he started speaking to the water, and the water blushed, and it turned to wine. You see, when Jesus is speaking in our lives, it causes a reaction. It, it causes for us to change. It causes us to be obedient to him. And these people were, were looking to follow Jesus. And discovering yourself in this journey, you should be starting your journey with your heading, with your direction to follow Jesus. Jesus himself was trying to withdraw to be with his disciples. He was trying to instruct and teach his disciples. But yet the crowd will just not let him go. When you get something that's good. When you have something that's good. Don't you want to hold on to it? And these people realize that man there's a treasure in Jesus. And, and when I find this treasure in Jesus. I want to be where he is. 
I want to go where he goes. I want to be with him. And, and these people were just attracted to him from all across the area because of what they heard he was doing. And that pretty much came because what he can do for them. Because in seeking Jesus, you, you discover deliverance. You discover deliverance from diseases, depression, deception. Detainment, being in bondage, being enslaved. You see here that people came to Jesus because they were in one situation and they wanted to get out of that. They brought the lame to him so he could make them the walk. Brought the blind to him so he, they could see. The lepers will cry out, heal us, make us clean. People were coming to Jesus, not just to come and to sit there, but come to be changed. And when they were changed, they then followed him. How, how can we say, I've been changed, Jesus? I, I, I discovered you, but we still don't follow him. We follow when it's convenient, when we're trying to gain something. We see these people that were following Jesus, not only were they gaining something, but they were finding value and purpose in their life. Jesus, and you see, when you get on to the, to the, the, the 13th verse, Jesus is trying to appoint his disciples. He's trying to call them out and give them a purpose. But you, these other people were on their agenda seeking Jesus, saying, I need help in my life. Have you been there before? You go on to the doctor to see the doctor because you needed some assistance. You don't feel well. So you go to the doctor to hear a report that's going to tell you how you can get better. You know, you don't want to go to the doctor. He's going to tell you that he can't do anything from me. That's not the news you want to hear. Am I right about it? These people are coming to Jesus not expecting bad news, but to expect good news. It said that they wanted to touch him. They wanted to touch him. What's the power in touching Jesus? I believe we talk about the woman of issue of blood. Am I right about it? The, the Bible tells us how she just touched the hem of his garment. And she was made whole. It's amazing how as we seek after Jesus, Jesus will stay there and be close enough for you to touch him. There's something special in discovering Jesus. You discover yourself. You discover a personal relationship with him. You discover how I can change. Because when you get next to Jesus, you start realizing what's wrong with you. See, see, as you're seeking Jesus, you, you may not know what you're about to run into. But when you run into Jesus, then all of a sudden the truth hits you. When you get next to Jesus, you realize, man, this is a righteous man. And not me, I, I'm unrighteous. Uh, this man, he loves his enemies, but me, I, I'm having a problem with my best friend right now. This, this man will take the time and, and spend precious time with people, but me, I don't give the day nor the time to the ones I love most. You see, when we get next to Jesus, we can start looking at our lives and say, am I lining up? To what Jesus is calling me to do. Because Jesus did not just perform miracles when they came by. He would teach. And he would teach things like this. How you should love your enemies. So when people are coming to Jesus. They realize I, I'm in a state that, that, that's of depression. And, and the state of depression has me hating people. I, I hate myself. I, I hate those that have a happy life. I, I hate those that have more than me. Why am I in such a depressed state? Why am I going through so many things? But when you get next to Jesus, Jesus tells you, look here, seek ye first. 
the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added on to you. And then your depression starts going away because you realize your value is not based on the world, but it's based on Jesus. And as you follow Jesus, you realize I got a higher calling in my life. I'm going to follow the man they call Messiah. They call the son of David. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I want to be next to him because he can deliver me out of my depression. Maybe I'm in a, in a life of detainment. I, I'm bonded by a habit. I just can't break out this habit. I, it reminds me about the woman that was caught in adultery. She said, caught in adultery. I'll say it again. Caught in adultery. If it was as it is now, that means you could see her on YouTube. Hello, somebody. And they brought her before Jesus. And Jesus says, where are your accusers? Because he said to them, he without sin, cast the first stone. And the situation is, obviously, if they caught her, they caught him. If they caught her, they caught him. Him might have been one of them with them stones, so I can get rid of my guilt. But the guilt's in you. You have to go to Jesus. And Jesus says, go. He said, neither do I account you and go and do this sin no more. This woman was in a life of habit of, of, of being promiscuous. And he told her, you can break this habit. Go and sin no more. A lot of us are locked down and have us think, I can't be delivered from this habit. I, 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 can't, I can't change my mind, but you can change your mind. When you come to Jesus, he can renew your mind and make you think of other things. Make you realize that, look, I, I thought this was good and pleasing, but Lord, I want to do what's good and pleasing in your will. And when I'm with Jesus, I hear him speaking, saying, look here, do my will. My, my commandments are not burdensome. They're not hard on you. I believe he said, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is like, come and sit under my teaching and find rest. Hallelujah. Rest. Uh, hallelujah. Rest. Hallelujah. Rest from your soul. How many times have you left your job stressed out? Look at trying to find some rest. But you came home, your house was a mess. You still couldn't find any rest. You left your house, you wanted to go somewhere else, and you hear more mess on the radio. Still can't find no rest. But I want to tell you, just pull your car over to the side. You turn everything off, and you close your eyes and say, Jesus, <laughs> I bet you'll find some rest. You see, we look to the world to give us treasures and values and purpose, but Jesus has said, come to me. I got everything. And that's your need. The choir just sang, I have a friend in God. He calls me friend. You see, we serve a Jesus that in spite of whatever you're going through, he wants to come by and shake your hand. Say, how you doing? Good to see you. Glad to meet you. I know you're going through some things, but just walk with me a little while. And I guarantee you, as the time goes by, you'll see that they will fade away. I, I know you're in a storm right now. Just like when they were on the boat with Jesus. They thought, Master, don't you care that we shall perish? 
You see, oftentimes we forget about Jesus. We forget that he truly is in control when we think things are out of control. Hello. When we think things are out of control, it truly is in his control. And so Jesus got to just let them know. Just just because y'all think y'all in a depressed state, y'all think y'all about to fail, I'm just going to help you know how much power I have. Not only am I Jesus, but I am the son of God. And when I speak, things happen. So I just want to help y'all out. Peace be still. Peace to y'all. Stop talking and complaining. I got under control. Peace. Be still. Peace to the storms, to the winds, to the contrary. Because why? I got it under control. Peace. Be still. See, in your life, if things may be looking like they're out of control, but just go to God. Say, Lord, it looks like it's out of control to me. But in my chaos, I just need you to give me some calmness. Go ahead, Lord, and give me peace in my spirit. And then talk to the wind. <laughs> but before you get to the wind, Lord, get to me. I was out of witness here this morning. But before you deal with that, deal with me. Because when I have peace, it don't matter about the storm around. Because I'm going to be all right. It, it kind of reminds me like Peter. <laughs> when he walked on water, there was a storm going on. But when he got next to Jesus, he was all right. <laughs> when we're in a storm, in a situation, we think we're depressed. We think we cannot make it out. Just go to Jesus. Leave that mess you're in and go expecting a change. These people went from all over the place to go to see Jesus because they heard of what he can do. Some of you came here this morning because you heard about me. But I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Jesus. And I heard that Jesus can do some things. He can, he can change some things in people's lives. Whatever that thing is, you can say it right out loud right now when Jesus can speak to that situation. You're looking for a better job. Jesus can help you out with that situation. You're looking for help with your family. Jesus can help you with that situation. You need some help with your help. Jesus can help you with that situation. I'm glad that Jesus is Lord of all things. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. So when you're seeking to discover Jesus, you start discovering things. Or maybe as you get there, you know, you discover you're detained. You discover you might be depressed. Or maybe you might discover deceitfulness. You might discover that you're a person of deceit. You lie and you cheat. You, you never tell the truth when you should. You tell the truth only if it benefits you. You lie when it benefits you too. You, 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 you always doing things behind people's back. You're cutting corners on your job. You try to put extra people down on your tax. Y'all know folks that do it if it's not you. And if it's you, if you can amend that tax, I, I, you better go ahead and do it. Doing things that we know we should not do. Trying to get away. But when you get next to Jesus. It's sort of like those counterfeit dollar bills. Now they, how they used to hold them up to the light to see them, but now they got a new thing because they caught on how people can counterfeit that, so now they got that marker. And they put that marker on to see if it's real or not. People sometimes get close to you and want to see if there's a mark of Jesus on you. My goodness. Do I see truth in you? Do I see patience in you? Do I see forgiveness in you? 
Do I see love in you? You see, we try to act like we're following Christ, but we're following our own agenda, trying to use Christ for our advantage. Go and tell somebody, you should forgive me because what Christ told you. No, nah, I correction. You first need to forgive them and then worry about what they're going to pray for them to forgive you. We get ahead of it sometimes. We want other people to treat us, and we don't want to treat them the way Christ has called us to treat them. But when you get next to Jesus, you can't know but nothing but help but feel convicted when you're doing what you know you should not be doing. You want to stop lying and start telling the truth. You want to stop stealing and start working for the job. When you get to Jesus, and that's why we're trying to be the place of love, that we want to be the greatest loving church in the world because we need to love all who come in. Because just as us, uh, when you walk in, I, I didn't always walk in a saint. I was walking in and out of these doors a sinner, not knowing where my, my eternal destination was going to be. But because of the love of the body of Christ, it helped me to understand how I can love one another. And, and if this love got so contagious, it made me want to learn about this Jesus. Then I kept on singing a song about it in school that said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I said, this has to be true, because every time I read the Bible, it talks, Jesus talking about love. For God so loved the world. <laughs> There's no greater love than this one, man. I said, man, Jesus is about love. And so he loves me. And since he loves me, he's called me to love somebody else. But how dare I get next to Jesus and I'm going to be hating my brother? The book of John tells the truth is not in you. When you say you love God, whom you don't see, and hate your brother, who you do see. He says you're a lie and the truth is not in you. That's what the Bible says. Praise God for it's true. I'm glad God tells it like a T.I. is. He keeps it plain and simple. He don't cloud it up. He lets you know you need to do right because you're doing wrong. So you need to get right with Jesus. So as you're seeking to discover Jesus, and when you discover Jesus, you start discovering deliverance. You start realizing, wow, Jesus sees beyond. My faults. Uh, he sees beyond my issues. He, he sees me and he wants me to follow him. And I want to catch this following thing. Following is a, short, is a, is a, is a sign of association. And, and this time he says those that follow him were his disciples. That means they were trying to be his students and they were trying to learn of him. And so that's why they were following him. And, and, and look at this. Jesus did not necessarily have an entourage as we talk about it. People that have entourages now mean they have money. They pay for everything for everybody. So they eat for free. They, you know, when a, when a person has money, they're around that person. But when they're not famous anymore, they don't want to hang around them anymore. But when they don't have money to give them anymore, they don't want to go out to eat with them anymore because they got to pay. Hello. Y'all might know some folks like that, that they come to your party but never invite you to their party. Because they don't want to pay for you, but you can pay for them. But Jesus told them, look, look, look. The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Say, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. But if you're willing to follow me, I guarantee you everything will be all right. It's amazing how the disciples, you can see how they went from place to place, but yet they were living a happy life. Because when you know who you are in Jesus, it does not matter what somebody else says about you. Because what Jesus says is official. What Jesus does cannot be undone. 
And so when you're seeking to discover Jesus, and, you, and, you, and, you, and when you're seeking to discover Jesus, you, you discover deliverance. That's when you discover yourself. It's basically like how it, when you, for me, when I cut my hair, I discovered I was going bald. But as long as I had my locks on my head, I couldn't see what was underneath. So I was walking around just thinking, I got a head full of hair. Not knowing. But that the locks were not breaking off because I twisted them too tight. Because they was falling off. And sometimes in our life, we walking around thinking we got a head full of hair. But we're going bald underneath. And we don't want to admit it. We don't want to acknowledge it. We want to cover it up. We need to uncover ourselves and see the truth and be proud of who God made us to be. Some people may not like it. That's all right. They did not make you. But he made you for a great purpose. And the only way you can find this great purpose that he's made you for is by you really seeking him. It says here in the text that they came to Jesus from all over. Because they heard. Have you heard this before? That Jesus loves you no matter what you have done. And he died on the cross for your sins. And he rose again from the grave on the third day. And he did all that for you. And without ceasing, he's interceding on your behalf. And to break that big word now, he's telling God, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Lord, give them strength right now. They need some help right now. Lord, give them peace right now. They need some peace right now. Lord, help them with the power of your Holy Spirit to break that habit. Lord, help them with the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive. Lord, help them with the power of the Holy Spirit to love unconditionally. Lord, give them joy right now. Their, their, their mother just passed away, but let them know, Jesus, that you, God, you're still all right. Lord, give them peace right now. Their body's hurting and they're in pain and they're laying in the hospital, Lord. But give them peace right now. Jesus is praying for us. And he does it without ceasing. But we choose days when we serve him. But he serves us daily. Excuse me, come again. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, but still he's serving us? Yes. That's how great our God is. He does for us, and we don't thank him. But here's an opportunity for you to do that with your life every day. Is to clearly show him that I depend on you. I want to discover who I am. I want to remove what the things that are blocking me to the issues I really need to, to discover. Uncover yourself. Uncover yourself. Whatever habits you need to break, you can break them through the power of the Holy Spirit. Whatever issues you're going through, through God, he'll give you the wisdom and the knowledge to overcome it. Just come to Jesus. Just come to Jesus. Because you've heard how much he loves you. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, there's someone here who does not know Jesus. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, you have been saved. And we want to lead you in this prayer. And we want to help you and disciple you and, and help you grow. 
and the knowledge of Jesus. We want to lead you in this prayer. If that was you, if that's you, if you you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and this is your first time confessing, we want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart to say, dear Lord Jesus. That's right, dear Lord Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose again, Jesus, from the grave. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And Jesus, I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go to the 